This is episode number 122 of the Middle Country Public Library podcast. Hello and welcome. I'm Sal DiVincenzo, joined as usual by my fabulous colleague, Sarah Fade. Hello. And Nicole Rambo. Hello. And we are here to both educate you and to entertain you with all the wonderful things that we have to offer here at the Middle Country Public Library. We have a special show for, for all of our listeners today. We have a special guest, the director, the director of the Middle Country mm-hmm. Public Library, Sophia Serlis McPhillips. Hi, Sophia. Welcome to the show. Hello, everyone. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here with you this morning. It's great to finally have you on the show. Thanks for coming down. Of course. And um, first, I want to thank you as well for you know supporting us here at the podcast and giving us all the resources uh, that we need to bring this show to our patrons every week. We greatly appreciate that. No, very our much. pleasure. It's very important. You know, I'm glad that you, you, the three of you had the passion to, to work on the podcast and put it together and, you know, come up with wonderful topics every week um, for all of our patrons. Yes. Thanks so much. We have a lot of fun doing it as well. <laughs> so uh, before we jump in with the details of the exciting new service coming next week and uh, what we have coming in the future, we wanted to touch on some of the great things that we've been doing since we've been closed because it's been fabulous, I think. Uh, we've been able to offer some pretty amazing services and resources. So uh, what kind of response have we been seeing from our patrons? So I have to say our patrons, for the most part, have really just been fabulous and so patient through this whole time. You know, due, due to the virus, uh, we had to close the building on Sunday, March 15th. And, you know, we tried to come up with um, and address almost the most important issues. So we thought, you know, what would people need most from home? Um, their library card. You know, is their card expired? Did they never have a library card? So we tried to find ways to come up with a temporary library card application. So at least we would, you know, people would have access to the resources here at the library. And we knew that, you know, programming obviously would be a challenge because our building was closed. Nobody was allowed into the building. You know, how would we put this in place? So, you know, we came up with, um, I think, a wonderful um uh, programming, um, you know, programming topics for for adults, for children, for teens, and we tried to do that. We tried to do as much as we could through social media, on Facebook, on um, you know, uh, YouTube, uh, Instagram, you know, anywhere that we could put information. We tried to do that. Oh, that's great. We've heard from a lot of our patrons that uh, we've actually helped through email and online chat about how great it is that we seem to adapt so quickly to COVID. So um, I don't know if you wanted to talk a little bit about how the library met these challenges. Well, again, luckily we have a a very tech savvy team here at the library. So um, Mm -hmm. we realized, you know, early on that we needed to purchase um, some items, for example, Zoom accounts, um, GoToMeeting, um, different things that we needed so that if we wanted to provide virtual programming to our our patrons, you know, what method were we going to use? Um, and so forth. So we did that. You know, we also have um, a lot of the librarians were wonderful, even just recording using their iPhones from home. You know, we were able to post story times and different segments, even on YouTube for the patrons. So um, uh, we did have, uh, you know, again, some things that were pre-recorded. again, were easy for us to post and let the patrons just access them whenever they wanted during the day. Obviously, some of the programs were live and that's always very exciting because I think it's nice mm-hmm. to see the presenter and you have the, the questions going back and forth. So, you know, we had to have all that software and um, a different equipment in place so that we could offer those services. And then we also realized that, um, you know, we would need a chat service as well. 
Um, and that mm. was very useful. And even though, you know, we do have um, people asking uh, reference questions, it's also, it seems that a lot of people who have issues with um, their library card and um, circulation functions, we know a lot of patrons were concerned that, you know, they wanted to return their items, but we couldn't accept them at the time, you know, were they going to be charged overdue? And, you know, fortunately, um, here at the library, we did away with fines last December. Um, so that was one thing we didn't have to worry about, but we kept on extending all the renewal dates and trying to let everybody know it's okay. Just please hold on to the resources. There's no urgency to bring them back. Um, and as soon as we're able to, you know, we'll let you know. But I think, you know, we've been, um, when I look back now over the, the months, I feel um, a sense of pride um, for what we were able to offer during the challenging times. I think that we have, you know, maybe in the past we wanted to do more, but we're nervous to do it. So re- this really pushed the envelope for us to see what we could do. So, you know, over this time, we did offer 140, about 140 virtual programs. And, you know, obviously our goal is to have the patrons come back into the building and have our mm-hmm. programs here in the library. But I, I don't think that that's really going to go away. I, I believe that some patrons will not um want to come back because they'll be nervous. Mm-hmm. There are people who have, um, you know, different health problems. They're, they're caring for infants or for elderly uh, um, people. So, you know, they may be nervous to do that. And I feel that, you know, for parents who work or for people that work in the city and come home late, you know, having um, like a program, for example, like meditation or yoga. And, you know, so maybe you might not be able to do it at 630, but you might be able at 830 or nine o'clock, you know, you put mm-hmm. the kids to bed or you came home from, you know, um, the office and you had some dinner and you're like, okay, now I need to meditate <laughs> and I can do it anytime that I want to. So, you know, it's nice that we'll be able to do that and that will probably stay um, in our grouping of programs going forward. Very cool. I'm glad that that's going to stay. I've, I've enjoyed doing the virtual stuff myself. <laughs> it was really cool. Um, but even so, I know a lot of our listeners are probably itching to get back to the library, you know, physically, and we probably have a little uh, bit of ways to go before that happens. But in the interim, uh, we are introducing a new introducing a new service next week, the curbside service. So can you tell us a little bit about uh, that? Absolutely. Yes, we're actually thrilled um, to be offering the curbside service. So similar to all the other businesses in um, in the state, we were very fortunate that Governor Cuomo um, included public libraries in phase one of the reopening process. So that allowed us to start bringing back our staff, um, getting people back into the building, um, working on projects and so forth. So we will be, be uh, we'll begin our curbside uh, service on Wednesday, um, June 17th um, at 10 o'clock. We're going to start from 10 to 4, um, Monday through Friday. And on Saturdays, um, I believe also 10 to uh, it's only going to be in Center Reach in the beginning. The goal is to open it up in Selden as soon as possible. But we really wanted just to um, test drive it here, you know, make sure that we, you know, iron out all the kinks and so forth before we're having it running in both buildings. So basically how that will work is our patrons um, who actually who have items on hold already that have been sitting on our reserve shelves since March. All mm-hmm. those items are still here for them to come and pick up. And, you know, people can start calling the library, emailing. Um, they can use our Ask a Librarian form to place holds. Um, they'll do that. Our staff here on the other end will um, search for those items. Again, check them out to the, the um, patron's library card. We'll put them in a bag and we're going to staple it up um, with their name and all the items. So there's like a checklist on the outside of the bag. We'll run it out. So as soon as somebody comes into the building, they will see we have painted the parking spots yellow and there'll be signs. So I believe we have eight parking spots. Um, so they'll be instructed to go into a parking spot. There'll be a phone number. So as soon as they park their car, they'll, they'll call the library and you know they'll let inform us that they're here. We'll run out the items to them 
um, in either, you know, very similar to what a lot of the other stores are doing. We will place the items in your trunk if you want to pop your trunk. Again, it's all contactless. Or we can put it, you know, if you don't want to open your trunk for whatever reason and you want us just to leave it by your car and you want to grab it on your own, you know, we'll be able to do that as well. And again, the goal is we're starting with these hours, but um, we're hoping that once the library, um, you know, maybe by July, I'm hoping that perhaps we will have curbside until 8 or 8.30 in the evening. And I know over on children's side and definitely on adult as well, Library of Things is very popular. So what are these items that can, is it all our items that can go curbside or are we just sticking to like books, DVDs, video games or... Yeah. So unfortunately, the Library of Things collection um, right now will not circulate because everything that we're doing, again, because it's all contactless, it has to be um, any item that's checked out has to be returned through our external drive-up returns at this time. Um, You know, again, if there's a way that we can come up with a safe way to circulate those items, that's always the goal because, we, you know, we hate to not uh, provide that access to our patrons. But at this moment in time, we just couldn't see a way to do that that would be safe for everyone involved. Again, on user services side, we have the homeschool program. So are those homeschool patrons with the ERC card, are they able to take stuff out as well? Or is it just like middle country patrons or even like interlibrary loans? Like I have friends in other districts who are like, can I drop my stuff off? Because they're used to that, you know, during normal time, you can kind of drop off a book or DVD anywhere. How is the inner library loans working? And okay. <laughs> okay, so the first, so the um, the homeschooling um, uh, patrons, um, the the ERC cards. So what we're doing, we're, we, we will let um, all those cards, obviously people can come and use those cards. So right now, even uh, if somebody calls us and their card expired, we are still treating those cards just like any middle country card. So we're extending that service um, to that uh, that group because we know obviously there's a need and you know children are still home and I know there's a lot going on as well. Um, so we're trying to do what we can with that. And again, I, I know a lot of those materials are, are also kits. So again, unfortunately, that the kits won't be able to circulate. But any anything that's in a book or DVD form or um, magazine, whatever, will obviously circulate to them. Now, as far as the interloans, so um, we know we are we have been guaranteed by the Suffolk Cooperative Library System that all their materials are also undergoing 72-hour quarantine. So every library in Suffolk County is following the same standard. So you know, so when we receive those items, we know that they've also been quarantined on the other side. Now, the only the only issue that we have at the moment with out-of-district patrons is that the only way that we're doing our curbside service is by um, placing a hold. So, you know, um, out-of-district patrons can't place holds in our system. They have to go mm-hmm. through that, you know, through the, the other PALS system. Um, but again, we're hoping that as we move through the phases, um, that we'll be able to assist them with that. Or if they call the library, actually, the one thing that they could do, too, if they call the building or they um, ask for a request, we can we can take those items off the shelves and still have them on hold for them. You know, it's just a little bit. It might be like an extra step or two um, to do that. But again, the goal is to, to be able to provide as many people as we can with the resources when we're able to do that. And the other thing that we also discussed with the curbside, even though it is actually, you know, geared for cars, we do understand that they're not everybody has a, a car. So if you have a bicycle or if you, you know, are walking to the mm-hmm. library, you still, ha- you, you still can use that number and we'll, you know, bring out your items to you, even though you're not physically in a car. Oh, that's great. Okay. Just, yeah. you know, but we don't want to discriminate against mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> anybody who's walking or, you know, riding their bicycle. So talking a little bit about um, returning items, And I know you said some people might be nervous about coming back to the library. What is the library doing 
to um, or the measures that we're taking to safeguard the safety of um, our patrons with curbside. So there's been a lot of discussion in the library world about what, you know, what that would be and how that would work. So based on the different studies that they've done and advice that we receive from medical professionals and scientists and so forth, they're saying that the best amount of time would be 72 hours. So all of our, our, our items will be in quarantine for 72 hours before they're allowed to be checked out to another patron. And all of the items, all of our staff who's working with any items will be required to wear gloves. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, you know, we try to be as sanit- you know, sanitary as possible. And so we have, uh, you know, so while we're closed, um, we're probably going to set up a staging area on the library where, you know, by the date or by the day of the week, we'll have all of our items mm-hmm. on shelves. And so the staff knows not to pull from that until it's the proper date. And that's how we're handling that right now. Very cool. So even though the library was closed, we were able to still be in there and make some enhancements that I'm sure you can't wait for our patrons to experience. So can you tell us briefly what new things we can expect to see when we do a return in the future? Sure, absolutely. So um, I'll start with our Selden building. Um, so we did, we did install uh, acoustical panels. Again, if you're familiar with the Selden building, there's the ramp that goes up from the lobby down into what is now the Youth Services Department. So that entire wall has been covered. Um, we were actually there yesterday testing it. <laughs> and we believe that it actually um, has made quite an, uh, an improvement. So again, once all of our... Uh, once everybody's back in the building, we'll actually, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll be able to test that a little bit better. Um, so that's one enhancement. The other thing that we're very excited about is our large meeting room in Selden, where we have, for the people that maybe don't know by the name, it's the, it's the large room that has the stage in it, um, where we have all of our Friday, Friday films on, um, you know, every week. Also, we have a lot of performances in there. So that room now um, has been is being redone. We've actually installed all new windows in that room. And the windows, we found um, old photos of the building because the building was an elementary school back in the day before it became the part of the library. So we, uh, we found the windows and we did have them uh, drawn up so that they mirror the original windows of uh, of the the school building. Oh, um, so, so cool. yeah, so it, they, it looks again. I went there yesterday for the first time and I saw them, and um, it's so much brighter. It's so much it's much more open. Um, you know, we're, we're doing all the walls, all new sheetrock was put up, um, new doors, and um, instead of a carpet on the floor, we will have um, like a linoleum tile. And um, we're also there because the building is closed and we have the opportunity, we're also going to resand now the stage <laughs> um, that's there. And again, so the whole room will be fresh. And so when people are coming in the future for our performances, they'll get the experience of being, let's say, at a, at a formal theater or something, you know, a little bit more um, elegant than the way the room looked before. So I think that's very exciting. We're hoping that the patrons really, you know, appreciate the, the, the renovation down there. You know, and in Santa Reach, you know, um, we were very fortunate that we were able to celebrate the 10 years and uh, 10 year anniversary of our Nature Explorium. Um, so, you know, unfortunately, again, we couldn't have the Jubilee that we had planned in person, but our youth services staff really did a phenomenal job of putting together um you know, a video and different uh, clips throughout the day and programs. And we had, um, I believe it was the Anna Banana Band. Yeah, the Banana Band. Banana Band. There's something with banana in yeah. Um, so they performed, you know, and so that was wonderful. So we were able to do that. But again, we, so we upgraded a lot of things in the Nature Explorium over the 10 years. A lot of different things needed to be redone a little bit. So 
um, the stage and different areas, the walkways, um, uh, the different trails. So a lot of the, the different wood and so forth, you, you know, when you're in there, you'll definitely see that it's been refurbished. You know, a lot of the fencing was falling apart over the years. So there's new bamboo fencing. They were able to put new sod um, on the lawn, uh, you know, where the crochet tree is. Um, you know, then we went through all the plantings and made sure that everything was up to par. So that was um, all complete. And then the other thing, you know, not as exciting, but also very important is that the past two or three years, um, we've been working and we've been getting uh, rebates from PSAG to install LED lighting um, throughout both buildings. So, you know, we've done it in different stages um, as the rebates are approved. So most recently, we were actually able to install the lights in um, our stacks and up in the Miller Business Center. And, you know, when you come back into the building, I think you'll see a, a great improvement. Um, the pictures are a lot um, more attractive. <laughs> and, you know, just the light in general, the hue is uh, more pleasing to the eye. Um, so we're hoping that we can continue. And there's been a lot of painting and sprucing up. And also um, we did have the opportunity also spruce up the, um, the one of the children's rooms um, in Centerage. So we did that as well. So it's been a lot going on. All very safe, you know, and very small teams. But because we've been closed for all these months, you know, we did have the opportunity to kind of squeeze in some of those projects. And that way we won't inconvenience the, <laughs> everyone when, uh, when we open. I mean, that sounds very exciting. It makes me want to be there now. And yes. I know that uh, we can't all be there right away, but eventually we're going to move forward, right? We're going to be in phases yep. that allow patrons back into the library. So can you just tell us about those phases and what we should expect when that happens? Absolutely. So right now, um, you know, we, we were in phase one. So the administrative staff and many of the coordinators have been back the past couple of weeks just, you know, trying to get organized. And, um, you know, we similar to all the businesses on Long Island and in the state, we've had to submit a reentry re plan and we have to have a lot of safety protocols in place that are required by the state. Officially, um, today, Long Island is also in phase two, which which allows curbside. So we're bringing all of our full-time employees are coming back on Monday, June 15th. And our curbside will begin on the 17th. And, you know, little by little, we're phasing in all of our staff, even though everybody's been working from home and doing it very well. Um, you know, the goal is obviously to, you know, get everybody back in the building, have, you know, um, all hands on deck, so to speak. To, to do curbside services and, you know, to continue with the programming and everything that we've been doing from home. Um, so that would, you know, so basically phase two is curbside. Phase three, um, we would be allowed to open the building, but, um, you know, by appointment only for most things. You know, we're, again, we're, I'm not sure what the guidelines will be as far as how many people will be allowed into the building, but it's really more, if you can imagine, you can come in, maybe use the computer for a certain amount of time, but then you have to leave. It's really, you can't come in and stay, unfortunately. You can come in, maybe pick up your items. You can you can search for items. Um, you know, again, we have to have safety in the stacks and, you know, we have to practice social distancing and wear our masks throughout, throughout this whole process. Um, but then, you know, at that, in phase three, there won't be any group meetings or any programs in the building. And then once we get to phase four, we're hoping that we'll be able to have um, small groups or small meetings. But again, I'm not sure if it's 10 people, 20 people, you know, I'm not, again, we're waiting for those guidelines. And also, I'm not sure, you know, if they're going to let us know, is it by square foot, how many people are allowed mm -hmm. in the building? And again, because we're not a business and we're a public library, again, you know, before I say anything for sure, I just want to make sure that we have, you know, those right requirements and the amounts. But overall, um, you know, just to let everybody know the buildings will be sanitized um, 
every evening. They'll also be sanitized throughout the day. Um, every time somebody is using a computer station, um, the keyboard, any, you know, anything involved with any computer equipment will be sanitized between um, each use. The same thing, you know, we have a lot of touch screens for our, you know, self-checks mm-hmm. and our returns and so forth. Those will be sanitized. Um, so there'll be a lot of sanitizing, obviously, going on throughout mm-hmm. the day and the restrooms and so forth. And again, and, and a major sanitization every evening before we open. Um, and, you know, we just hope for the best that we know but this we don't have new cases <laughs> coming up or spiking on Long Island. And again, you know, um, depending on health officials or what's going on as far as the virus and any reoccurrence, then again, we might have to go back a phase. But, you know, mm-hmm. we'll do our best to communicate with everyone as soon as we can and let them know. Well, I can't imagine a finer group of people who are capable as we are here at Middle Country Public mm-hmm. Library. Yes. <laughs> Not to toot our own horn, but <laughs> yes. No, well, I, you know, I think, again, the, the team here from the custodians, the librarians, our clerks, our, um, you know, everyone has been really wonderful. Everybody has been working together as a team. It's been very much a group effort. And again, you know, our patrons have been fabulous with their comments. You know, it's been nice to, you know, for people to comment, oh, I'm so happy my child enjoyed that story time and we miss, you know, this particular librarian or, you know, feedback about the different cooking programs that we've had or, you know, the magic show. And so all that feedback has really been wonderful. Um, And, you know, for the most part, everybody's been very appreciative and patient and we absolutely appreciate the patience Um, because, again, you know, we're trying um, to get as much information out as we can. Um, you know, coordinating it, obviously, in the beginning remotely and all being on the same page was a little bit of a challenge. But I think that the, everybody rose to the occasion and um, we came up with the system that worked. And if uh, patrons want to see updates, they can go to our website, right? That's mcplibrary.org. Absolutely. All the curbside information will be posted there. Um, the phasing information is posting. And the one thing that I didn't mention about the curbside assistance is that there is a scheduling component to it. So what you could do is once you receive, um, you'll receive an email letting you know that your holds are available for pickup. Then you, there's a, a link and you can go in and you can schedule a time, a day and a time of when you want to come. So we make sure that we'll have that available to you as well. It's so fancy. So great. Yes. Technology. <laughs> yeah, but it's amazing the technology that came that was developed yes. <laughs> in exactly. the past few months to accommodate everything. Yeah, exactly. Well, Sophia, we greatly appreciate you coming down to the show mm-hmm. to tell us about the exciting things coming up uh, for the library in the in the near future and the far future. And uh, and again, we, we appreciate uh, everything that you do for us here at the podcast. And uh, hopefully we'll have you on again soon. It was my pleasure. Thank you for asking me. And I appreciate it. You know, again, all that you, you do to put this on every every week. Thank, thank you. And if you want to listen to our older episodes or read our show notes, visit our website, mcplpodcast.com. Or if you have a comment or suggestion about a future show, send us an email, podcast at mcplibrary.org. So for Sarah Fade and Nicole Rambo and Sophia Sarlis McPhillips, I'm Sal DiVincenzo. We will see you on the next show.